0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Welcome to my house. Uh, this is where I'm doing the show now. Um, it's comfy. It's uh, I have to go nowhere to do it, so I'm really excited to just you know do the show entirely from home now. Yeah. Yeah, it's very ideal, but uh, right now uh, on the show with me, i got uh, a multi-instrumentalist, hip-hop, jazz fusion singer. Um, He's got a couple of songs that have come out uh, in the last couple months. Among them are um, Home, Long Ago, and his most recent one, which was Keep It Down, Down. that's right, yeah. Um, So, I'd like to welcome Classic to the show, one of Milwaukee's most talented artists. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, uh, Welcome to the show, man. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. The weather is nice. Um, it's a little humid. A little
1: humid. I'm mean, kind of like looking at places. I feel like I move every year. Uh, I don't try to. It's mm-hmm. just the way that... Anyway, so... I've been doing that. I've been working on like the mixes for the album. I've been like, really? trying to run at least once or twice a week. Oh, nice. How's that going for you? So far, so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it helps. My cousin is in town. He's like a world traveler and like marathon, triathlon. Sure. Der. So like anytime he comes, like every morning, it's like
0: 7 o'clock. Ready to run? <laughs> and most
1: days I am not ready to so, run. Right.
0: Uh, but I'm working yeah, yeah. on no, it. Um... I have a gym membership that I'm currently freezing because I just have not fit time into like going to the gym or working out or doing anything, um, and it's just it's it's too far of a walk, you know. Yeah. I should yeah. I should go on more runs, but I just it it hasn't really been as much of a priority. To me, but I as it get, It's gonna start getting colder in the next couple months, so I gotta start making it a priority to exercise. Yeah,
1: and I found I don't know if this is just me getting older or just uh, or just the, like trying to grasp like the trying to have like some type of physical activity every day. Yeah, like I've been really big on like walks. Oh yeah. Like, me and yeah. My, me and my girl like like after we get off of work. Like before we make dinner, or after, or something, we'll uh like. I just like look at the oh, houses. Yeah, totally walking around. We're like pretty close to the park, so yeah. Like get a good walk. in, Of course, just just walk. Yeah. Like, get out. Get a walk.
0: Yeah. Right. Like literally, just you know, just take a stroll. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I. I'm glad you said that because walking is so therapeutic. It's very. Uh, it's just. A gentle way to admire your surroundings. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just someone who's very like uh, perceptually stimulated like very easily like I just like to um, I love going on walks for that reason like admiring nature people watching you know Mm -hmm. just seeing what's going around in the neighborhood like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's 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 kind of just a a reminder of um, appreciating and enjoying the little things, that kind of stuff. But, and you get some exercise out of it. Yeah. Yeah, the part about the little things is important, too. Yeah. cheers yeah. just that. Mmm. You yeah, we, uh, we got mason jars. Uh, oh, we're going get some uh, old-fashioned uh, tap. Um, it's the Milwaukee way. It is, right. Oh. So, uh, classic what we talked about. When we did that. Did we plan that? No. That was, that was just. <laughs> So that was iconic, so what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we examine uh, love and fear uh, through our passionate and creative minds um, we'll and, yeah and uh, i i 'm um, interested in um, you know just hearing a little bit about your own creative process. I know uh fun fact uh, classic is 's been selected for the backline program uh, this year, which is uh, a twelve-week accelerator designed to um, help um, emerging artists really jumpstart their career, learn the business beside behind everything. Before we go into like, you know, the the backstory behind Classic, I want to ask: just uh, how was your backline experience so far, man? Uh, so, so actually, in my experience with it is, wow, okay, so
1: it's done but it's we we still have this network so what they do is when they actually when they announce the winners of um of backline we're actually halfway through the program sure so we got done maybe a month and a half ago right. maybe mm-hmm. maybe more i don't know what yeah. month. it was like a summer thing was yeah, it yeah so it was like yeah like end of spring like early summer sure so yeah. pretty much from like may through July, yeah, we were doing stuff. Yeah, um, shout out, but Mag. shout, shout out, out, Mag. You had him here. I, had did him, have, I
0: did, I did have him. not here, but um, I, the and, this, and within this concept, he, uh, he was my longest episode to date. Actually, um, dude has a lot of really uh profound things to say just about Milwaukee and its culture and empowerment. Great dude, great dude. He's he's good at what he does. So, I've actually and I've been
1: working with him a lot. I mean, be uh initially through Backline but like i know known Mag for like or known of him or known him for a number of years even back when Ish was first coming out Yeah. Um, but got to work with him a lot closer uh, in Backline and now he's actually uh, mixing and mastering the project oh. so like engineering the whole project so we've been re-recording everything like it's been like grueling yeah. uh, down to the wire because this album is coming very soon. Yeah.
0: Uh, like before fall. Whoa. You or said wait. You said big things coming. Shit. <laughs> I'm <just> kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. 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 No big things coming. Uh, let's just say uh, objects uh, in the mirror are closer than they appear. Let's go yes. with that. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I've been working with him on finishing that up, Uh, and so it's been kind of like a continuation of the program in a way, Um, and it's just helped in a a lot of ways just to get my mind back where it needed to be and to like tap in, Mm -hmm. um, connecting the dots, um, and just focusing on like A, creating content and B, having a plan for all the content that you create, Mm -hmm. so
0: that's like the big think the big takeaway I think for me awesome so yeah sure uh and uh have you done much traveling with the program uh I mean we tra- like as part of the program we spent a week out in New York and a week out in LA yeah so we did that also awesome. was
1: tight that was tight which should you prefer I like New York exponentially more wow yeah yeah and I thought it was LA for a while and I mean I like both places LA is dope and there's a lot especially musically like, sure it's definitely I think it's more definitely uh, like a songwriting and production like hub. Mm -hmm. It's definitely become that. Um, But I think still more of the like, I don't know, this is just my like interpretation. I feel like New York still has more of the like artsy, like more like fearless. Sure, sure. Like I feel like LA is more, it's very calculated. Okay. And New York is like, very like obviously the hustle and the bustle, but it's just like this, this energy that must be pancake. What's up, pancake? Uh, this energy of just like everybody on the train, everybody walking, like out on the sidewalk. It's like the going after it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. And I didn't think I would because I'm typically more reserved and like chill. But like I don't know, like being around that energy, like I, I can still be myself, but like it spurred more.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, activeness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I could see that. I could definitely see that being a thing because it always seems like New York is more crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it's a lot more. Yeah, like it's not as divided into like a hierarchical system as LA is. Like LA is very like cutthroat. Like you have to know people, and if you're gonna succeed, like it's sort of like the ideal place that people like to go for like uh, this, um, you know, flourishing in the entertainment industry. But I know a lot of people that have moved from LA, or excuse me, they moved to LA, and then they end up coming back after like a year because it's just so difficult to infiltrate. Yeah, but New York- Super New, tough. Yeah. It's super tough. New York, I mean, I'm sure there is some of that cutthroatness, but cool. It's also in a way where it's feels more authentic. Yeah, sure. Like at least it's like that. Damn, at least
1: if you don't like me, I know it. Yeah, like, right, like right. Like the yeah. worst guy is like the person who like put on a facade or like that the worst type of energy is that to yeah. pretend to like or to like that faux politeness. Yeah, sort of thing. like I can like I sense that shit like all the time. Yeah. I feel like my radar just went off with that. A lot in LA it's like, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, this is, I mean, the view was beautiful. Like, how yeah. could you not be inspired by that? Like, that's the uh-huh. thing. It's but
0: just, I know that guy's definitely not gonna call me when he said he's going to or something like that. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 Right? Like, it's just, like, just whatever. so. Yeah. Sure. That would make sense. Well, uh, really excited to talk about uh, the project and everything coming out. So. Uh, before we do that, I want to get to know the real class. I want to get to know the Kellen. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to cut out your government name, do I? No. I all my warrants are cleared. Great. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> so happy. Good. 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 So. Uh, so. <clears throat> I don't think. Well, no, not. I, if. Hey. <laughs> no last name. No. No last name. Uh, we're we're keeping it vague um so so for when i wanted to so i know you've been in the scene for a pretty long time uh i, I know you were you know you produced as well mm-hmm. um you've uh you know uh, shared the stage with a lot of really amazing artists that have toured through here you've um just done uh you know you've you've been out here doing amazing work for a long time so um yeah you had albums coming out this is going to be your third album right uh, ten. Really, my fourth.
1: My second album just isn't on any streaming services, okay. but that album was the one that had Boogie on it. Sure. And so for that reason, that album just I think it's still it's still, it's still on it's still in Bandcamp. You can still listen to YRP. Great. Uh, so this is yeah, this is album four, project five. Because I had an EP, that was the first thing to get on 88.9 and that was in like 2011, 2010. Wow. Man, that, that was a <laughs> yeah. different era. Okay. Yeah, which is weird to think of it that way because it's still very much so feel active and it would still feel, feels very much so like, I don't know. I feel like maybe the word active is stuck in my head because it's the name of the song the album and it's like this, the album is like this whole thing of like concepts mm-hmm. and like, This idea of like passiveness and activeness is like one of like a few underlying themes. Like, there's a lot of like just dichotomy, yeah, right. Um, and so the idea of something just being like active, like being alive, like the purpose, like what is the meaning of life? I don't know the fucking answer to that, Mm -hmm. but I know that it is to be like lived, you know what I mean? To be to do things, to like. To live in an active state, to be than fully actualized. Yeah. yeah, Like, there's no sense in that. I don't see any like use and sense in a passive like lifestyle. You know, yeah. Like, what are you
0: doing? Right, 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 exactly. So, yeah, I don't know why I went on that sense, but yeah, active. Yeah. Hey, you're absolutely right. We talk about it on the show a lot. Um, just the idea of not holding back from, you know, the the human experience, because at the end of the day, like, our entire lives are shaped by us feeling things, Mm -hmm. and by our emotions, and by us, you know, having lived experiences that gave us some sort of feeling or some sort of um, evoked emotion, um, which in turn, you know, it we are faced with the challenge of how we respond to it, or, you know, what we learn from it, how we move forward with it, so, and, you know, that's why a lot of people make art in mm-hmm. the first place, whether it's a song, or a movie, or a painting, or what what have you, like, um, I guess, like, where do you really first start finding um, the craft of music, uh, As uh, as a as an outlet for yourself, because I I mean I imagine you've been doing it for a better part of your life. Yeah.
1: Um. I started with music, with the sax. Played alto um, saxophone. I played sax too. Tight. Yeah. That happens a lot too. Like I tell people, and a lot of people are like, me too. Yeah. But like I uh. I, I. was pretty serious with it from like fourth grade through high school. Like I, I graduated from Milwaukee High School of the Arts. So uh, I studied jazz for basically all of school. Um, like my dad bought me my first saxophone. Um, and uh, so I was like in music, art, like from that. And then I got into, uh, a friend of mine gave me a copy of Sonic Foundry's, uh Acid Three wow. which is now owned by I think it's like a Sony dog now. It's like a desktop production thing. This is like early two thousands, two thousand two probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in middle school, I started messing around with like making beats. I would like I learned by like deconstructing some of my favorite beats of like my favorite producers or favorite songs. So like. I would go find like a song that Kanye produced and like find the original sample and re it up. And so basically like reverse engineer it. And that's how I like, besides also having like a musical background so I could play keys and like, know, like I have had have an ear mm-hmm. and actually be able to play and read music uh, and then being able to like deconstruct samples and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, and got into making my own stuff. And then I got free loops. Uh, which is still around, they're on version like 18 or something <laughs> crazy. At this time it was like,
0: it was still called Fruity Loops 3. Now it's just called FL Studio, That's a cooler name. Wow, I didn't ever piece that together, because I hear people throw FL, FL Studio, Studio a lot throughout. You call it what it is. Call Fruity it. Loops. Fruity Loops. More fun. Volume 86. <laughs>
1: Uh, so I, I got into that and then I was like started producing for people in high school Like all the while still playing sax like traveling like I went to Europe in high school Playing jazz. So cool. I went to like Italy and uh, the Netherlands One of those like high school band trips sort of things or? Kind of, but it was like through my jazz. So it was oh, like okay. an extracurricular thing It wasn't like through sure. like, the school directly. So like we had to like fundraise and like get out there ourselves mm-hmm. um, and um, so I did that, I did a year of college, and that year of college I was working on a project producing for this other MC from Chicago. Uh, at the time I was still only like production, like production by the time I got out of high school it was like people knew that I made beats. Mm-hmm. It was like a thing, Yeah. to the point where like I had beats. So. It was real, right? People were stealing beats from me in beat battles. Wow, oh, wow. <laughs> Save that for another time.
0: Uh, right, right.
1: Um, so yeah, I was doing that and uh, this MC from Chicago is like a spoken word artist. He went to Madison, he was in first wave. So I was like around a lot of like poets and shit. So like mm-hmm. people who were like really good writers. And I was making pretty good music. And uh, I remember we were in a session and uh, in his dorm. And I was just like going through beats. And uh, he was just freestyling. He could just always off the top. I had like have a little notebook of some shit that I had scribbled. Like never shown anyone. Yeah. Like so Nothing serious. And I remember it was the first rhyme that I wrote. And uh, we were sitting there, and I like, just got caught up in the energy. I was like, "Can I spit something that I wrote?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I wrapped it, and I got done. and He was like, "That was the first thing you ever wrote." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You're not just producing this project. You're like this. We're gonna do a, a joint project." Wow. So we did this project, and his name is Def C, and uh, I, I I chose classic don't quite remember how exactly it came to that so that's a anyway um well, I was I was classic and
0: he was FC so the project was seasick and that. you had an affinity for the letter K obviously yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, what did uh did that come from like because your name starts with a K or I think part of it um I think it's more the layers have evolved over time
1: I think it was maybe more of like a subconscious thing at the time. The initial reason was being, uh, like I wanted to make music that was timeless and like music that like wouldn't be dated. So therefore things like, it was almost like a pledge to myself, like I chose this name. It was like, what would be like, what is like a goal? It was like to be, to make classics, yeah. to make classic mm-hmm. records. Like when you think of like, what is a classic record? like. Universally, like records that are like, damn, that's a fucking great record. Yeah, I want to do that mm-hmm. habitually. Yeah, um, and so it was almost like a
0: challenge to myself. Um, and then the K thing was like, yeah, just got it. Yeah. Yeah, right, you're right. Um, Sometimes it comes from the this things that are right in front of you. Yeah, the whole, things that you take at face value. I'm like Yep that sticks right and it's funny because i
1: almost like contemplated the name change this year like when i was during the the backline program wow. and we had this like we were out in la and we were like at the house one night and we were just like i think we were like drinking it kicking it and we had this like talk about this name change and i was going to go about my like my, my real name and like my first and middle name and uh tried it on for a couple of days and right like on the way back to Milwaukee I had this like this night I, this, I went through this process this decision-making process and uh, ultimately I was like no this is this just reinforces why I picked the name that I did this is why I have to keep it like mm-hmm. the things that were like lending me towards changing my name were things that were like for the validation of a path that I didn't choose like, sure. it would, there would be validation and there could be success in that, but there's also still the potential for success in me continuing. Um, like, choosing a, the name classic to make things that don't go after trends and don't try to reinvent into something that is more on trend. Sure. Right when things are actually, you know, yeah. at the precipice of like, things shaking.
0: Right, right, like, yeah. Uh, or at yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that it stays like uh, something that is like timeless, you know, yeah. rather than yeah. it shifts when in like uh, so easily right. like manipulated.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and not that there was any ill intent in that, but it's just like that's that's just like sure. Uh, and it's like you have to determine how malleable you want to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that with like you know. You think about that with anything, like, I mean, with this show, like, I thought, I wonder if I will change the name someday. Um, I don't feel like, at least right now, I don't feel like that's necessary. I mean, it's kind of cool when you're, you know, at the corner store, and someone sees you and is like, hey, Mr. Nice Guy. And I'm like, what's up, Sincere? (laughs) Because I saw Sincere, and he was like, oh, hey, it's a nice guy. And I was like, uh, and it was cool, but... um, yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's just something that I think even though I didn't come up with that term, Mr. Nice Guy Like it's still, I identify with it really strongly mm-hmm. Because it is a, it's akin to my personality And just how I feel like, I feel like I am genuinely a nice person I feel like I, I Okay. agree Thank you, thank you Appreciate it, thank you um, I feel like I'm rather personable and I, and like I want to hear what people have to say uh because these are real things that help you see a real person in somebody mm-hmm. um and so in that sense, I feel like mr Nice guy like is a it, it validates my character and my goals with you know the the evolution of this show um and, you know, if one day I want to... I feel like if I was going to change a name, I would just make the show different. You know? Like, like you I would Create just, a different show. Right, right. Because the name goes so well with the, the theme of the show that, you know, I feel like if anything was going to change, it would just have to be an entirely, you know, clean slate. And same with you. It's like if you're, you know, like, uh, you've branded yourself as classic. You've branded yourself as... Based on you know the that you want to create timeless art that isn't affected by you know uh, populism and in, in the in entertainment it's not affected by trends it's not affected by you know what is what's lit at the time it's something that you know is you know you want to create classics right. something that no matter the generation the age range or what's going on in the world, people are going to take meaning and love it and still enjoy it, you know, from, you know, in many times to come. So yeah, man, I I think that it's like sticking to your roots of sorts, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, so you did the Kalat tape and then uh, I happened to be on that with... Uh, deciding your name and
1: everything? Uh, yeah, so we did that and um, we recorded the project, it never came out. Uh, but that first rap I ended up using on my first album. So like it's actually in the world, the first thing I ever mm-hmm. wrote, which is cool. Wow. Um, and then yeah, and we did our, I did my first performance as classic with Def C and Madison. I went to Madison. And um, we performed at the Raskeller opening for the Cool Kids. Oh, cool. Uh, So this is like... Cool. This is May of 2008. Oh, wow. So Cool Kids are popping. Like they're just like they're like fucking the thing. Yeah. Uh, And so that was my first show.
0: That was my first time rapping in front of people. It's insane. Uh, How old were you at the time? 19? Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, it's kind of like I always think about where was I at that time, you know? Yeah, like I was she dropping was out of good. school.
1: Like I went to I went to Madison and I dropped out after a year. Uh, Wasn't for you. No. The crazy thing, like I had a um, had a full ride scholarship.
0: Oh.
1: Um, and no offense to the university system or college, but for me, mm-hmm. it was a. Uh, it was the first time that I, like, I identified like depression, like, oh shit, this is, this is what this feels like. There was just, a, the, the environment was weird. Uh, I guess after having time to process it and like grow and like, figure out what all that shit was. Yeah. Like uh, there was like a predominant theme or like a feeling of like, feeling invisible. Yeah. And then that led to like a lot of like very just Shut in, like I just wasn't going out. I just stuck with classes. I just, I just didn't like anything about it. But right. from that, I started writing and like making beats for myself. Mm-hmm. Like writing songs more than like. And then I was just making beats when I was supposed to be in classes. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good thing that came out of that. And then I did that show, and I was like, yeah. So this is what I'm gonna do. And uh, awesome. my mom was like, pretty much behind it, which is crazy. Um, but especially like with the full ride scholarship. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I had mixed feelings after like the first semester. Like I wanted to go. And she's like, "You gotta at least finish the year, to see how it is." And then I got halfway through like second semester and I was like, "So no, that ain't it. <laughs> it ain't it. <laughs> it, ain't and, it wasn't it." And uh, so yeah, I dropped out and I just started making music and I put out the first thing three years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first album came out a year after that. Um,
0: yeah, and then it's just been stuff since then. Now it's been a little while. Yes, it has been. Yeah. <laughs> About a decade run. Um, what was your first album called again? In the Making. In the Making. Yeah. Well, I that, feel like that Classic speaks, making. right, right, it speaks yeah. volumes. To it. It's kind of tight, it's kind of cheap. <laughs> it it does speak volumes to I imagine where you were in life at the time and that you were you did choose that path or at Mm -hmm. least that path chose you sort Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah yeah it was
1: very much yeah it was I guess that album like the the artist's name and the album were all very like pre-determined like almost like manifestation of like stating intent, like, this is what this is going to be. This is who I am going to be. I'm going to be classic. And that is what this is going to be. This is literally me in the making. This first project of these 17 songs.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but there were five before that. Like, the EP before that was, like, very important as, like, a, being on the radio mm-hmm. and, like, people being
0: like, oh, he's an artist and, like, seeing me perform, like, 2010. Yeah. Sure. So, I know you said you studied jazz, you know, you were really big into that growing up, playing it and whatnot. Um, so, were you also, like, really big into hip-hop, too, uh, considering that it would become sort of like, you know, you taking elements of both and crafting your sound?
1: Uh Yeah, I mean, I think it always was. I grew up with a little bit of it. Like, my dad listened, like, my mom and dad listened to everything, so I had, like, a, you know, one of those, like, very mixed musical sure. households yeah. like, Prince, MJ, like Tony Braxton, Anita Baker, to EPMD and Eric VM Rakim, Tripod Quest, to Marvin Gaye, to the Temptations, to classical music, of course, uh, jazz, like literally everything. So you wonder everything that you can think of pretty much. Parliament, P-Funk, my P-Funk, how I didn't know that my dad smoked at the time. I don't know. I hey, didn't save, know what it was. Same here. <laughs> Same here, though. <laughs> In retrospect, it's like, clearly. Right, right. Clearly. Yeah. The incense
0: and the George yeah. Clinton. <laughs> you think about, like, what if I paid attention more? What would I have noticed? What if I just knew? Like, I think I,
1: like, even so- probably saw this and just didn't even... Yeah, right, right. But, so, yeah, that was... a. Uh, everything so specifically hop. I think I started listening more myself like in middle school uh, high school uh, and even then it was like I think like the first stuff I really listened to was because of like my friend who would become like my manager for like a number of years uh, and so he would like they were like soccer kick it Whatever, like they had this like whole clique, and I was always like a mixed group of friends, mm-hmm. so like, they they would listen to everything from like Blink 182 to like yeah. Tele-quality and High Tech. Yeah. So, like, really, and then like my favorite rapper for the longest time was like Ludacris. Like, I was a mm-hmm. huge Ludacris fan. Nice. Obviously, Nelly had a lot So, like, I came like really listening on my own, like early 2000s, like, true sure. stuff. Like, Eminem, like, I was a fan of Eminem at first. I would say I still respect him as, like, an artist And like His His, his skill
0: Right yeah. Uh It's just not something That I like, listen to Yeah uh, That's fine um, um I actually saw Tally Tally Quelly live At it, But he was He was a, I was at South by Southwest Two years ago And I was I went to like This um, Handsome Rambler uh, Live podcast Hannibal mm-hmm. Um And his guest Of the show Was Talib Quelly so and i like and i'm pretty i didn't even know who he was at the time which was my own musical ignorance but um but like yeah he was a guest on the show and like they were just it was was pretty funny it was entertaining and stuff he didn't perform any music or anything but i'm like oh that was like one of the a hip-hop great that i just saw you know and didn't realize it but Six
1: degrees of separation. More like three. My first Summerfest show was opening for him, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. What year was that? Two thousand thirteen. Wow. Well, yeah. And then I did the next year opening for Ludacris. Oh
0: yeah. This gonna bring <laughs> you Right. How did that feel? Cause he was like such a big artist for you.
1: Um. It was exciting, but by that was the second year of doing Summerfest, so I was already like some of the luster and shine and like behind the scenes that would already like, ah, uh, like I'm not actually gonna really see this person, mm-hmm. it's, but like I'm not gonna bet on like actually like kicking it or like right. including Chris. And like they very much so, like, kind of like
0: you do your thing and they like shut you off, like, all right, yep, you're yeah. done, go back to right. the audience. It's not like you're having. Tea and crumpets in the back together. No. Although
1: Kwalid did try and steal my violinist's lighter. Because they were smoking in his green room and they used our lighter and
0: then it was like, I'm not trying to get this back. Talib what are you doing? Do you still have Liesel's lighter? <laughs> Dude, you can get one uh, literally anywhere for like a dollar. No, I'm pretty sure you get it back.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm sure he eventually. Okay. It's just some coaxing. But, True. Still
0: weird. Like, but still, always handy to have one on hand. Yes. Even if you don't smoke or anything, you know, it's just, you never know when you're going to need one. It's just, it's handy. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, I know, uh, yeah, so tell me a little bit about this uh, new project that's coming out. I know you've uh, had a couple tracks drop, like we said before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my first time seeing you perform, actually, was at No Studios in February um, with uh, Miss Lotus Funk and Will Rose. Um, but, um, yeah, dude, uh I imagine you played some of the material that night. That's gonna be out, or I,
1: <laughs> I think so. Uh, so I do this weird thing too. I'm like now with the new album and like new stuff. Like I'm now I'm structuring like a new set. But for these past few years, like I, it's probably I can kind of one hand in the past like three or four years of the times that I like planned a set. So with the beauty and like the 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 machine that I work with that I've created like in my live set, which I like to call it like my little like satellite thing, mm-hmm. uh, the things that I can do and create and like just the kind of ease kind of like opened up a new world. So like, so, like if someone like, oh yeah, that one show, like did you, uh, do you remember your set list or not? Like, fuck no. Like I didn't pick one. Wow. I just like, I'm just up there and I'm like, I have the sessions up and I'm like, I'm, I, I, I kind of go off the crowd. I kind of go off how I'm feeling like that's, I'll do this that's cool it's interesting so like so it's a way to like the live performance is very very important to me um, it's like a very important aspect I think of just being an artist and some people are just better at being like better recording artists like either or yeah like it's not very many that are both um, sure I like to think that I am but I definitely like, uh, Definitely as a producer and then like as a live performer, like those are things that I take very seriously, but like not too seriously to the extent that they're not fun. They're not right, fun. right. They're just,
0: a, it's like an unmatchable, totally. kind of high. Kinda I feel thing. that with this too. Like, yeah. Very, very serious, but you can't, no point in doing it if you're not enjoying yourself. Right, you know? right. So, uh, so yeah, I think I did some of the material.
1: Going back, we've been re-recording everything, like all the vocals. I finished the album last summer. Last summer it was 16 tracks. Uh, and I've been working on those group of songs, which are at one time probably upwards of like 30 wow. over the, that three, four year period yeah. from the last album. Because Seasons came out 2015. And that was my last official release Mm -hmm. uh until long ago dropped like the album Artwork on seasons a lot it's cool thank you shout out to uh i think sean did that i think sean was
0: in vegas shout out sean in vegas in vegas in vegas Vegas. uh sean in vegas yes i feel like that could be like sean smart there uh he was also
1: an mc and uh and uh higher education oh wow cool yeah sure Start, I feel like start, 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 start Sean in
0: Vegas sounds like it could be like some like weird like shoegaze band or something like that. Sean in Vegas? Yeah. I want to start like an alternative.
1: Like I want to start like a, a band. I want to keep doing my thing. Because oftentimes like with, I've always gotten, they're like, oh, why don't you do it with a band? But it's like I do do things with bands if like the occasion yeah like requires it or like if, you know, it makes sense. Right. Like Brady Street, we did that with a band because it's just like outdoor, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but like with my setup, like it's I can still do just my
0: setup and I, still carry uh, yeah. pretty well. But um, I feel like it all depends on the vibe of the the, the fest. Uh, yeah. Cause I know you also did like the library loud thing recently. Mm-hmm. So, that was a uh, uh, that was us doing American classics again. So we did it. We
1: recorded it and did the live album last oh, November. Sure. Last last November, put out the album in February and then the library had us come and do that show again. Oh, okay. So we just did, I did that show again. So sure. it was me, uh, Sister Strings, and Nick Rose. Uh-huh. But instead of the Cactus Club show, they also did like sets, so like Sister Strings and a set, Nickel and Rose. This, it was just strictly just like, we we're just doing American classics. Cool. Um, which cool. is cool, because that, that thing is kind of like taken on like, its own legs, and like I can see that like there's some potential for it to like tour and do like some like gallery, like cool yeah. kind of stuff. Shout out to Sister Strings and Nickel and Rose. Magic Family, yes. we're actually getting it tatted. Really? Yeah. Can't tell you the location yet because first we're gonna get them and then we're gonna allow other people to get them. Just hanging not the same
0: Hey, you can't disclose it all at once, you know? Magic Family Right. Right. anticipation. <laughs> um, Cool. So, um so it's like, how did you decide on the, like the ending track list? Because you were boiling it down from like thirty tracks. It's got to be uh, it takes time. Really, like, to, like this past year, this past year or
1: two, the process has been like a lot of the ones that were there were like, oh, there's like a chorus and like a sketch of a thing. So I really just like. It's weird like I just had to look at it very objectively and like mm-hmm. and I like coax myself and like appease myself up and like you could still maybe use these for something else right yeah uh, whatever I had to tell myself just like detach yeah because it's like this really crazy attachment like you create this thing and think that all of it is the greatest thing for oh yeah um, and so I'm trying to look at that objectively uh, it's just been like all right which ones are the furthest along if, the, if there is something that isn't that far along, but I just feel very strongly about it, then it's like, all right, well, if you finish it, record it. And that's how I got down to the 16th. It was like, all right, well, these are the ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot, like a few new things got added by that point, like the, the tracklist now has had things that were made like summer of last year. yeah, uh, But it also has things that were made three years ago. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so now it's down to, I think, 12. Wow.
0: Uh, which I feel pretty good about. And so we're about 75% done. It's kind of cool when it's like, when there's such a long process, because it's almost like it becomes a time capsule in like that span of time you've been working on material that might be from a completely different place in your life. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it gets, uh, thrown in the mix of a bunch of shit that you could have come up with, you know, in the last couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. all as part of the same puzzle, I always thought that was super cool too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of just, especially when you're writing from,
1: I don't know, if you're writing from personal experiences or writing from like an introspective place, which I think the best artists do, but not all artists do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of what you get on the mainstream level and I like a lot of the same shit like everyone else, but I also see things as they are. And uh, there's no story, you know what I mean? Like, right. sounds like there's there's no depth to it. It's just very, just surface. Right, yeah. Uh, which is, like I said, it's, it's always been, I guess, to some degree, like, pop music. Yeah, it's a lot of filler stuff or it's stuff that's in- but now it's like expanded so far yeah, I feel like right. now it's just like an overarching like it's just lazy a lot of it a lot a lot of what's going on is just lazy and it doesn't come off that way because we have so much technology. technology has made us so yeah. lazy and so I feel one thing I've noticed in the past six months is really six months six to twelve months is like how convoluted the like music creation process has become even mm-hmm. with just like all the technology, like it's... To be honest, I just really fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's like this machine that's just like it's, there's not a lot of thought that is required. There's so much like pre-packaged and just like, this. just like parts sold separately, like to just mainstream, especially like hip hop and R&B is just like very like pre-manufactured parts that are just like, which, you know, I try to play devil's advocate with myself. Like music production has always been like, you know, like this guitar player and this like, oh, we got this rhythm section or or we know this group of string players and Mm -hmm. like we're gonna write this for, you know. So it's kind of that process, except like with none of those musicians and just a folder yeah, or like a plugin. Right, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I think, I feel like it's taken a lot of that excitement out of like the creative process because, and to the point where I've seen people create that just like without that, like what, what would they, like if I just sat this person down with like instruments or like keyboards, like what would they do? Like
0: right, just yeah. analog shit. You know right, what I mean? yeah. Um, where a lot of it is sort of calculated or it's, um, very sanitized yeah. or it's very just not made with a lot of intention it's made more as like a whether it's going to make them money or whether it's going to uh, you know move them it's a it's nothing more than like a stepping stone to something else yeah that they really want to do uh i mean it's just the blessing and the, the-
1: cursing like the plug especially like virtual instruments and things yeah. like that and like loop based things where it's just like you can get like an entire like sexy Rhodes chord progression which is all right there you go right yeah and i mean it's all like royalty free stuff so it's just like i mean uh, a lot of it is just like subscription service like a spotify and that like like i totally i have one as well mm-hmm. uh, i typically don't use any of like the melodic stuff, because that's like the part that's like for me. That's like, well, that's like the direction of like your whole song. So if, like, if you give that to just like something pre-constructed for you, then it's like I mean, yeah, cool thing. Like you can make cool things and really dope things, mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of the things that are like, out are made. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, like it still take. It, it is a skill to be able to still like a producer has to still assemble sounds, but like it's just interesting that we like. And traditionally, like a producer wasn't the one playing all the instruments. Like you think of like Quincy Jones, Quincy could play like a lot of instruments, but like on the records, like it's not Quincy Jones playing that, but right. like he's still the producer because he's still connecting other the position. So right, like, yeah, it's like weird. Like in a way, we're getting, we are doing that. And I guess maybe it's maybe it's the nostalgia of the like me coming out of the like super producer era. Like I started making music when like the Neptunes and like Timberland. And, people knew started really knowing who the producer was who mm-hmm. made the beat and the record like greatly influenced like because A it was almost like a because they became brands, it became yeah. like, oh you have a Timberland beat, like oh you have a Neptune's beat, like oh you have a Just wave Like that, that that became a thing um because they all had something that was like different and unique. Right. Yeah. Like they had a distinct sound. Yeah it's like yeah. Like, like, there's it, a lot of dope shit now, but it's, like, no, there's, I don't know, um, to be honest, like, there's nothing, I, I couldn't distinguish, like, I can't really, like, yeah. listen to a lot of people's stuff now and be like, oh, this person made that. Right. Because this it's all sense. so, yeah. like, which is cool, like, it's a greater pool of, like, the, the end product, you get cool things, like, there are yeah. dope records that are musically dope, but it's just, like, it's so detached now, it's yeah. just,
0: like, a cloud well that makes sense because it's like almost how you can uh, you can pick out a song from who's singing it you know like you can you you hear a vocalist you know it's them you're like oh i know that's like i know that that is alex turner's voice or i know that's um you know uh modest mouse because i know what they sound like or i know that's interpol because i know them or you know, I, you, like I feel like you have less of that. Right, right. You know like Dell's voice when you hear it. You know, you know, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, whatever. Like you know any singer's voice when you hear it and you're like, Oh, that's them. But there's a lot of the times like there can be so many bands or so many artists that are also similarly like inclined with like their sound and their product that it's like it's hard to pick out the vocalist, from just from hearing it, it's, you can't you can't pick it out, and I think from a producer's point, you know, you bring up a different avenue from that, where like, you know, you can't always like pick out, yeah, like you said, you don't know, I you, mean, you, you can't, can't always hear something and be like, oh, I know it's them because you know, I know they made that. And like I said, like it's, this is just, I don't know, it's just me, something that I've been
1: trying to figure out, like what does that mean. For, like for my journey because I'm like now I'm like in this state of like okay these things are kind of picking up I'm still like really focused on the artist angle and it almost feels like that was also another reinforcement like well I kind of have to because otherwise it's it's beautiful that there's so much collaboration but there's so much collaboration like these things that are like with it's crazy, like all these tools and it still takes, there's still like three, four on five people on the, like producing a track, mm-hmm. which is like, like, I don't know, I'm torn with, like, I'm definitely all for the spirit of collaboration, but like, come, like it just contributes more to like the detached now, it's just like, damn, there's just so many hands in this that it's just like, yeah, and the ending product is dope, but it's just like, make fucking music. Instead of just letting the machine do all of it for yeah. us, like it's so easy, and it's just like it's rapid, like it's just picking up, it's not slowing down. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why I have to keep an artist too, because totally like right. only then, you know, I can just make the things that sound like me. So mm-hmm. like, at I want it to always be like, oh, you hear this? Like, oh, oh yeah. That's nice Yeah, right, right yeah. There's pianos, piano The tight drum
0: He's <laughs> singing Right Really high Yeah He's tight I know he's probably got a bunch of necklaces on You can probably hear them right. the You can hear them jiggling Yeah Yeah, right, yeah That does happen, actually, a lot Yeah Purposely. We've embraced it Yeah
1: <laughs> With the recording of the new album So do you, um So, uh, like, do you still do much producing these days? Uh, I mean, I still make a lot of beats uh, I try and I like, I don't, I haven't as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, uh, I'm slowly getting back into trying to like produce more and like figuring out that beast of yeah. which I'm like separating myself from, but also like at the same time I'm like, well, I'm also gonna like throw my hat into like, Oh, you just need like pieces of things? Okay. Which is weird though, so I've been struggling with that. I like, I want to, I'm like, I'm like playing like double dutch right now. Like, yeah, Because it. it's like being fully detached from something and be like, alright, this is just a thing. Which is totally possible, and I've got enough to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like, I should just For sure. Because
0: it. yeah. like, it's a good way to make money. Yeah, absolutely. Alright. Classic. K in the front. K in the front and in yeah. the back. And the back. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You pl- Have you done that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, oh, yeah. Hey, it's about the brand, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Classic, tell me what keeps you up at night.
1: Uh, what keeps me up at night? Uh, crippling anxiety. Yep, <laughs> that's real, right? What wakes you up in the morning?
0: Uh, what, what wakes me up Today it was um, well my alarm, but uh, my roommate plays piano. Uh, yeah, she, she's a piano teacher, and uh, there's a student here at, like, 8 a.m., and I was... Kind of tossing and turning a little bit this morning because of that. But that's okay. It was time for me to wake up anyway. It's time to wake up. Right. What puts you to sleep, though?
1: Yeah. Uh, what puts me to sleep? Uh, <laughs> um, Netflix and
0: bong rips. Netflix and bong rips. That's an album title, I think, you know. Uh, that's PG, right? Right. right. <laughs> <Bong> <laughs> back. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Had a lot of fun. Uh, stay tuned for the new classic record coming out. Quiet coming very soon that's what it's called quiet thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time